to The Common Room with Brady Green and Ashley McFadden. Welcome to The Common Room. Yes, we are back. It's the show that aims to make life that little bit easier by having a laugh every Wednesday by discussing the many topics floating around out there. I am your host, Braden Green, and I am joined, as always, by my great co-host, Ashley McFadden. That's right. You're listening to The Common Room. Wednesdays at three o'clock. I don't know why you do that. Every time we start a show, Ashley has to turn it into an ad. We can always clip it out and use it as an ad. That's my thinking. <laughs> Laziness. We are recording in the magnificent UniSA radio studio at McGill campus. And don't worry, listeners, we are social distancing and all I can smell is sanitizer at the moment. The desk is all sticky from all the sanitizer we had to put down. It's not sticky. It's anything but sticky. If anything, it's on fire. All my skin at the moment. <laughs> If you lit a match in here, you'd get in some serious trouble. Uh, in all seriousness, please do keep washing your hands. It's, it, it may be painful, but it's for the good of the world and everyone in it. Yes, we don't want to end up like Melbourne. Tell you what, Ash, you know it's going to be an interesting show when I manage to kick my... Tr- my. Let me start again. I kicked my keys into the drain, okay, walking. <laughs> and listeners might be wondering, how, how, why would he kick... His keys in the Look, it was by pure accident. I was having them on a key ring, trying to find the right key to the car. And yeah, I dropped them perfectly onto my boot while I was walking. And I kicked it into the gutter, into the drain, where Ashley saw me trying to open a cement drain. Yes. <laughs> trying All to find I my saw keys. was Brayden trying to desperately open a, a water drain in the middle of the road. I thought he was looking for some clowns down there or something. Oh, it's going to be a great show. So thanks for helping me get the drain open, by the way, because that was heavy. Yeah, now you can go home. <laughs> oh, I hope so. I just, you know, I just really wanted to keep my car secure, so I just kick him away. Excess drift cure, not even you can get into it. Anyway, Ash, how are you? What have you been up to? I am great. It has been quite a boring week because I haven't got a job because of lockdown. So you're having a bit of a bad day, it seems. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you've really had a bad few weeks or maybe even a couple of months, and that brings us into the first topic because obviously Victoria during this coronavirus crisis hasn't been going too well at the moment. If you're listening to Victoria, we hope you're all doing well out there, keeping safe and And wash your goddamn hands. (laughs) Please keep washing your hands, keep doing all the right things, keep to all the restrictions, but... I want to talk about the Victorian Premier, Daniel Andrews. He is having a rough old time at the moment because there are so many people sadly breaking these restrictions. And it brings me to our first topic. What are some of the bad days to have at work? What are some of the moments that we have had at work that we've just gone, why am I here? What am I doing? The days where you just want to give your resignation right there and walk out the door. I think that's perfect. We can get our listeners involved, can't we, Ash, with the email, which is... The Common Room at gmail.com that's right you can email us about anything that we've talked about on the show but we really want to hear what has been bothering you at work and i am gonna start us off i used to work in a supermarket i'm not gonna tell which one it was but look i'm not the best driver of a pallet jack i'm i'm pretty terrible i'll be honest ash Oh, no, we're not going to have one of those things we've seen on YouTube where the whole pallet falls down and the whole shop is 
destroyed, are we? No, I didn't have that. I, I had something similar. Oh, so basically, when you run a well, not run a supermarket, when you work in a supermarket, I should say, the ends have got what specials on. So basically, every aisle you have an end that shows you what's on special, what you should buy, what you recommend, what's low price, stuff like that. You know, this is how my manager used to drive me nuts. Um, basically, what happened was I just drove the pallet jack into what we were stacking at the time was. 60 litres of tomato sauce, and I managed to hit the corner perfectly, took them down in a domino fashion, smash, smash, smash. It generally looked like a scene from American Horror Story, blood everywhere except tomato sauce. All you could smell for the next hour was tomato sauce, and it went everywhere. Tomato sauce just smells so strong. It's so vinegary. It's toxic. Which made all the night fillers really happy that night at 10.30 at night getting mops just pushing basically this red liquid all over. We were essentially colouring in the floor, it felt like, there for a while. So, yeah, it wasn't... How many do you reckon you knocked over? How many litres? Oh, it'd it'd easily have to be 160 litres. Wow, that is a lot of tomato (laughs) sauce gone to waste there. So many pasta dishes were were crying out that day. I, I do apologise if you were from that small country town that there was um, almost no tomato sauce stock left if it all ran out. I, I do apologise for that. What about you, Ash? What what bad events is having at work? Because for people that don't know, Ash works as, would you say an event? Like an event help? technician. That's why you usually call it. Yeah. What, so. so some of the worst, I'd say this is one of the worst days that we've had is it's very similar to you working in a supermarket, but this was for a um, supermarket chain's big event, and they wanted as their backdrop, you know those milk crates? Yeah, yeah that's not, I mean, that's not really a backdrop. It is when you have one that's about 15 feet high. <laughs> no, seriously, it was touching the roof. What, just one, or like, was it a stack? Stack. Okay, it's a stack. Stacks that makes more sense. of... Uh, Branded coloured um, uh, milk crates stacked 15 feet high, the same width. It was crazy, but this is the worst part. They're stacking them, we're stacking them, we're stacking them, we're stacking them. Obviously, they're not going to fall down because we have thought of that. But we stack them, and we get to the top, we realise they are not straight. What, so you can clearly see? There is a clear (laughs) bend, a bend that looks unrealistic if you consider that they are... Uh, just stacked on top of each other. It's obvious that we've used the... We, in this case, we used the wire to make it stacked that high. And then our, then the client comes in and he says, that's on an angle, redo it. You know how long it took to put up? Stacks. 15 feet tall stack of milk crates. So you created the Leaning Tower of Pisa. And they said, I did not want the Leaning Tower. I wanted the Empire State Building straight. And the problem was, because we had it on the wire, we had to unthread from the wire the whole stack and then (laughs) re-thread the entire stack again. (laughs) It was one of those jobs that was a lot more painful to take down. And I'm glad we got to do it twice in that event. Uh, and we I also had to be really careful not to damage milk crates because usually you just fling milk crates around all over the place. Yeah. These had to be display ones. These had to be pristine. We're like almost wearing gloves dealing with these milk crates. Who 
who wants milk crates as their background, though? I can't, unless you're a dairy farmer. <laughs> yeah, well, they. I will say they did look impressive at the end, but <laughs> it's an odd choice of backdrop. <laughs> I'll definitely say that. I've got another story here. This is for a friend of mine. He worked at a, let's say, a certain burger chain. And one day he had to close the store. He was only... <laughs> He was only um, 15 at the time and he had to close the store. The managers had to... responsibility. Yeah, and he had to close the store, clean up everything in this in this burger joint. And there's really strict health stuff. So you've got to be there for quite a while, clean everything and get everything ready basically for the next day. Um, this was in Sydney. And I don't know if you've seen some of the burger chain restaurants over there. Some of them are quite tall. That Like some are two stories. They're quite big over there. And basically what happened, it was around... 1.45 in the morning and he just he was upstairs and he heard this massive crash massive crash and he's like oh, what the heck is this and you know because only stuff upstairs was basically turned on he had just come he knew he'd just come upstairs just to finish the job he's done everything downstairs he's like oh I, I better check it out and he, he comes down another thing crashes and he looks down and he can just see this shadow and it's of a perfect outline of this person and he just screams, runs straight out the door as quick as he can, absolutely legs it and gets on gets on the blower, gets on the phone and he's rung the cops saying, there's someone in there, I'm terrified for my life, please help me, please help me. These, these four cops coming down and they're like, we'll search the building. He's shaking, there's a cop holding them, making sure he's okay. Cops coming. Good thing you called us, kid. This this is really serious. A lot of people could have been hurt if you didn't ring ring us. I need you to come in and do a a statement for us. He goes, okay, okay, okay. He's wobbling. He comes in. They they go to the first story first and flick the lights on. It's a Ronald McDonald (laughs) 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 outline. Perfectly, it scared the heck out of him. All the crashing and bashing is because he stacked these pots and pans not correctly. They've all fallen onto the ground. He screamed. He quit his job that night and was never seen again. Yeah. Oh man, imagine calling the cops about Ronald McDonald. (laughs) I like that copper really winding him off though as well. Oh, it was absolutely brilliant. If you've had some bad days at work, why not give us an email? What's that email again, Ash? That's the common room unicast at gmail.com. I said it right this time. <laughs> Don't worry, there will be more as well. We will soon get our Facebook pages, Twitter accounts. All of that has to come. We just have to jump through through few ethics hurdles, shall we call them, before we get them up online. You are listening to the common room on Unicast. <laughs> So, let's head into our new segment, which is Yeah or Nah. Basically, I'm going to give some statements to Ash, and Ash is going to give some statements to me, and then we can, you know, there's basically statements about around the world at the moment, some topics, and we can just have a nice, friendly debate and get some chat out there. Um, pretty simple, right, Ash? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> or, nah, yeah. Okay, we're not getting into the intricacies of Australian language. 
So yeah, no, nah, it's positive or negative. We're I just think doing yeah or no. Nah. We're not doing it. It seems a bit. That will make this uh, segment a lot easier if we just go yeah or no. Nah. Yeah. Once we bring in the yarn in, oh no, yes and yeah, nahs, it gets far too confusing. So let's just stick to a yeah or a no. Nah. First statement is for you, Ash. Yeah. Physical copies. Physical copies are better than digital copies. Physical copies better? Nah. I prefer digital. Controversial as it seems, I prefer digital. Really? Really? Yeah, a lot more accessible. I've always got my phone on me. I can always have whatever book it is. I've always got an iPad or a laptop available. I can always pull up a copy. It's so much more convenient, mate. It's so much more convenient, mate. Well, for me, it's got to be a year because um, it depends what context this is in, though. Because let's admit, Netflix has made it so much easier, so I'm more than happy to say that digital copies are better than physical copies. But some things, physical copies really have extra stuff. Like take Family Guy DVDs. There is added content on there because there's stuff that you can't physically have on the air. So you buy it for that extra content same with games i mean i much prefer a physical copy for a game because it's just in my possession i know where it is and it's a bit of a memento and you get a bit of a collection going yeah collections yeah yeah i have a bit of a doctor who collection on vhs kids (laughs) i cannot play it i do not have a vhs collection i got it from video easies when they shut down i've got quite the collection and yeah nah I, w- I agree with the fact that there is sentimentality to having a physical thing. Yeah, exactly. All right, next statement is for me. What do you got for me, Ash? All right. What do you think about drive-in cinemas? Are they better than the classic cinema? <sighs> you know what? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go there. I know this is probably a controversial one, but I like having my own space. I'm in a car that I know. I know I don't have to worry about... I mean, especially during this COVID situation, it feels a lot safer. No, you're in your own little bubble. The the thing that I don't like about the drive-in is sometimes trying to find that radio channel that you've got to tune into. Sometimes that can be a genuine pain, but it's still better than those those clacked-out old speakers that you've got to put onto your car and beg that you hear anything from it but yeah I, I i do like the drive-in cinema more and the food i'll argue is better value it's a bit different as well and of course now everyone knows what drive-in cinema we are talking about because there's literally only one left but yeah i i prefer the drive-in cinema what about you yeah no nah, i think classic cinema i'm always worried that my car battery will run out when I'm in the car, <laughs> uh, it's just a thing I'm paranoid about Hang the whole on. time. Hang on. You can't, you can't blame the driving if you've got a rubbish car or if I you haven't it. checked the battery. And yeah, I'm just paranoid about it. It's just a thing I'm paranoid about. Um, also, if you bring in your own radio, they are always terrible. Yeah. Plus, can you beat the beautiful reclining seats you get at cinemas these days? Oh, some look, some of those are really overrated. I'll be honest, some of them are pathetic. Like they, I have. There are a few cinemas I actually prefer the regular seats over the reclining. I know that's controversial, but wow. I mean, some of them the leather has already worn, and they haven't even been in there for a year. <laughs> I mean, it's just, 
and then in, in pos- the only thing I will say against drive-ins is if you're in the back seat, it can be an absolute oh, pain. You don't want to be in the back seat. Yeah, I mean, it's an absolute pain, but still drive-ins for me. I mean, I don't know about this new craze that is going around with the world where comedians are doing, you were telling me this, they yeah, are doing performances. Com- they're doing live shows, they're live stand-ups, that, but to drive-in cinema audiences. I think that's probably one of the worst contexts you could do a comedy show in. I mean, how are you meant to... How Because half of it is hearing someone else laugh and you kind of get the joke a bit it's more... It's all about the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but how do you get that when you're in a car and the people in the car next to you? Sh- I don't understand. Surely they will honk. They would have all honked. You want to be honked in the middle of a comedy <laughs> set? I mean, I've got quite a nice, happy, upbeat horn. Meep, 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 meep. That's my car, Suzuki Swift. But... Some cars have like very vicious horns. <laughs> it would just feel like a heckle, even oh. if you just meant it in fun. Meep, meep. It'd be like. Oh, I was thinking more of those musical. Someone's got. There's always somebody that's got a musical horn, like. <laughs> you know, could be a little giggle. But I think a horn is still better than being flash. Because, I mean, I'm guessing that they're going to have to do these at night. I mean, what if some guy rocks up in a big four wheel drive with a big light bar or something? Those are the hecklers, because they're just going to blind them straight away flashing you getting blind on stage i like the idea of the walkouts like but in a car (laughs) yeah you hear the car actually (laughs) (laughs) like you know they've walked out no suddenly walking out on a drive-in gig i tell you that (laughs) oh that's that's classic it's it's an interesting phenomenon a bit more serious now to you ash yeah or nah? Mean tweet segments on TV and radio shows only exacerbates the problem of cyberbullying. Yeah, nah. Mm, interesting. I'm going to go with, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think the only people you'll find tweeting are people who have a very strong opinion and it doesn't really reflect the larger population. Also, the cyberbullying, like, you're just fueling the fire, aren't you? Say someone in the media is being attacked by someone and then you start reading out the bad tweets attacking them. I, I think never, you're just... You're not making it any better, are you? No, I, I've it's never really balanced. seen the point. What's the point? Hey, guys, let's reward the guy that has called me awful, awful things. I, I The theory just doesn't work for me. We punish people for doing bad things. You can't just suddenly just say, nah. No, we're going to start rewarding. It just doesn't make sense. I know it's a part of it is also like because you're naming these people, so they're shaming. But I think there's the other side of it where everyone just jumps on board all of a sudden. And you can't really say you're naming a Twitter user's name at I'm an awful person. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I just don't – I hope this practice has run its course a bit. Yeah, it just seems like classic journalism, you know. Classic journalism. Harsh. It's not really a story, is it? Really harsh. Thanks, Ash. I'll remember that one, really. You guys would be all complaining if we didn't bring you the story in the first place. Uh, These journalists. I'll write your journalism on Reddit. That's what I say. You're up. (laughs) All right. All right. What do you... All right. Here we are. Here we are. Well, should <laughs> should more be done to encu- encourage adults to play sport? I reckon you'll have some opinions. Oh, on big this. yeah, big yeah. I'm a big yeah on this. I mean, sport 
is horribly expensive to play these days. I mean, it's really good that we have systems to make it cheaper. UniSA is very good in the amount of sport that you can play. There's a wide range. But outside of these places, it's terrible. If you want to play soccer, or sorry for all the soccer fans out there that call it football, I apologize. But some of these people are paying over $1,500 just for registration. Oh, that's ridiculous. Just How's for a, a small club going to do that? Yeah, because you've got registration fees. You've also got the uniform. So that's also... Sometimes the uniform is included in that registration fee, I should say. And the other thing is... And the other thing is, a lot of the games that you go to, like in football, in AFL that is, that I know you also had to pay at the gate when you came in. If, so if you're... Say if your son was playing, he didn't have to pay, but the father would as well. Now, football is one of the cheapest sports going around but i think if we really want to nub you know not nub <laughs> nub if we really want to nip um obesity in the bud we should really look at making sport cheaper i think it's ridiculous some of the prices you have to pay even like like cricket right we have to pay for pads you have to pay for helmets you have to pay for bats and some of the clubs have good programs but i think it's absolutely ridiculous some of the pricing it's just pricing people out of the market and just out of good social fun. And I can imagine that clubs are going to get a lot more stricter on bringing your own uniform, especially post-COVID. Yeah, exactly. It makes no sense that this hasn't come in earlier. And I really hope something is done about it because we all complain about obesity and we're worried. Let's actually encourage them to get out there because there are sports that you can play all the time, right? Now, there might be someone who's like, who's like, 50 right and says i don't i don't want to play those big sports i may get hurt but there are other sports out there say if they might want to play badminton or something like that they might want to play non-contact sports where you can they can still have really good times there and get nice fit and healthy lawn bowls is one of the most popular sports for people who are over in the age 60s and 70s and it also has the highest death count as well <laughs> insurance is awful on that one talking about increasing prices <laughs> just when you think you've got a serious topic and you've got it going Nice and well. Okay. Should hats be compulsory for high school students just like they are for primary school students? Yeah, nah, I'm going to go, yeah. They should be compulsory. In fact, I would like to see hats in the wider society as well. I think it should be compulsory for uni students. Uh, I think it should be compulsory to everyone in the whole world. (laughs) Because just think about how much a hat will block the sun from your face we've already got a great campaign with the slip slop slap and all the uh seek and slide seek and slide yes uh people wear sunscreen but hats how practical are hats look if you're gonna make hats compulsory can we just agree on one thing please make different kinds of hats not just don't make it a one brand fits all because i swear if they bring in these bucket hats for everyone and you're only allowed i will actually I've never had a bucket hat that has fit my entire life. I've never seen anyone look good in a bucket <laughs> hat. <laughs> I've go. seen some stylish uh, broad brim hats. I've seen some stylish caps, but I've never seen a bucket hat. Or um, those safari hats. What were they called? The ones with the cap, but they had the thing down the back. They've got a name. Oh, that, oh I, know the, I know the ones. They were really good, though. They I had really one... good for being outside. And I'd recommend any uh, people who work outside, maybe as like, in construction or anything, to get those hats because yeah. they really cover you. I had one in, in kindergarten. It was the yeah, best that's thing when ever. usually people have them. Yeah. 
But the thing is, that doesn't make sense for me, this argument, is that we'll go primary schools, kindergartens, you're fine, we'll protect you from melanoma and all, you know, we'll do our best. If we get to high school, yeah, you're fine, you're all good, you, don't worry about the sun. It, it just never made sense to me. I don't know why we can't make it compulsory in high school. I think we get to university, then it's like, well, you've got to make your own choices. <laughs> Surely Make you your own choices, but then again, there's all these restrictions on things you can and can't do. Why not just bring in the hats as well? It will yeah. save a lot of Make it informed choice. Yeah. Last one. Sunburn. Last one. All right, is that me? No, no, it's me. It's, it's me oh. to you again. Just so you get a double. All right. Drama performances should be more appreciated in schools across the country. Oh, well, this is a tough year, nah, mate. This is a tough year, nah, because I have seen some awful, awful school productions. <laughs> and yet again, yet again, some of them are actually on par with something you might see. Maybe not professionally, but amateurly for done by adults. Yeah, I think to me this is a year. This is yeah. a big year. I mean, we we celebrate sport a lot, but I think drama should be. I mean, drama is really hard in that case. You got to remember lines, and you got to have the bravery to get out there in two hundred people. And this, and all these people. Oh, sport is more celebrated. I can tell you right now. I'll, I've watched a lot of sport over my time, but I can tell you when my school played the school down the road, no one watched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I, I don't know. And arguably, that this is where drama really excels. We've had people... I know in my high school, we sold out three of our five shows. I just can't understand why we don't embrace it more and really, you know, celebrate the arts. But it does remind me of when they really embrace the arts and then you have massive productions filled with hundreds of kids who, po- who couldn't possibly have all the parts. Yeah. I saw this production. I forget the school. I don't know. Is this a primary school or a high school? This is like middle to high school. So I didn't... I See, think I think that's fine though. You don't have to have every single kid say a line. Well, it's like in a football team. You don't have every single person on the play. But in this production of The Little Mermaid, they had people playing the water. What? They were in blue body seats. <laughs> they were literally lying <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> Humping, that's the word I'm going to use, <laughs> humping the ground to imitate the look of waves. That just got us thrown off here. I'm sure of it. <laughs> oh, that was a good, I, I like that. I like that. I like that. I think we should keep the, keep this segment. <laughs> yeah, nah, mate. Yeah, nah. Oh, oh, good. You are listening to The Common Room on Unicast. Uh, okay. So I had something down the run sheet, but you've just scribbled all, scribbled, just scribbled, just scribbled everywhere. And it just says movie pitch. Yes, that's right. This is my movie pitch. This is for the most money-making film of all time. If anyone's out there has got the budget to do this, please get me involved because I think this is going to be just licensed to print money. Hit me with it. All right. So we take... The highest box office film of all time, which is, of course, I think it's it's the the new Avengers that came out the late. The That's right, the Avengers Endgame, two point seven billion dollars it I, made. I mean, it's a bit controversial because they came out and screened it again with deleted scenes and stuff. I mean, I I definitely I don't mind the movie. I just don't I don't know about the tactics of. <laughs> all right, we take that right. 
and we combine it with another big franchise, which I don't think has got any coverage at all in cinema history. Well? This is the big book franchise of the Mr. Men books. <laughs> That's right. It's time they had a massive movie franchise with superheroes and Mr. Men, Little Misses. I think it's time we saw this. I think it's possible. It's definitely possible. You could see like a very kid version kid of Avengers friendly? Endgame. No, no, no. I want to make it dark and gritty. <laughs> oh, no. Do we want a dark and gritty Mr. Grumpy? I was thinking more Mr. Murderer. <laughs> Mr. Murderer. You've got to keep it in tune with the classic books or you lose your fan base. You want to see Mr. Tickle versus uh, like Spider-Man. Who would win Mr. Tickle or, or Spider-Man, right? <laughs> I'm interested in seeing this. I, I, I could definitely see it. But, I mean, who is Thanos going to side with? I mean, who does... does is, is he the leader of all the Mr. Men or... Oh, good question. Is there, like, a divide between the Mr. Men? Where would Mr. Uppity go? Yeah, Mr. Oh. Dizzy? I don't know. Oh, Dizzy would have to change sides. Dizzy, 100% would have to change... <laughs> I do like the comedy character of Mr. Funny. Like, just label your comedy character outright. <laughs> Mr. Mischief, I think, is definitely Team Thanos. But then maybe there's a double cross at the end. I, th I think you're on to something. I, I think this, I... this could be licensed to print money, guys. Well, I mean, that really... Think of the sequels. So many sequels. <laughs> the great thing about the Avengers films is there's like hundreds and hundreds of sequels. Why don't we just have Mr. Men franchise? There's a different one out each year. Maybe we go back to Mr. Happy with the, Mr. Happy 2. But Avengers is a massive universe, so are you going to get other like books involved? Or oh, I don't see why not. Uh, I think the Vegetable Bunch could get involved. <laughs> why not? I, I mean, I could see this. I mean, since we've gone on this movie pitch idea, you could have Bratz versus Barbie. I think Ooh. that that would be a like a that Superman would genuinely be Batman. a mega hit. I could actually see that, like Barbie's mansion, just you know, and then you have the Bratz dolls coming around slowly, <laughs> getting ready to <laughs> for this epic battle, <laughs> which just ends when like they fall to the ground and so they can't get up because their heads are too massive. <laughs> you know what I do want to see. Chuckington versus Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh my gosh! I would so watch that. I would watch that. I would watch Chuckington any day of the week versus Thomas. I mean, obviously Thomas is coming out on top. Don't at me. Oh bro. yeah, yeah. Oh no, a hundred percent, hundred percent. It's coming out on top. I mean, but what what premise would they be fighting? Surely it's going to be a race. Yeah, you'd think so, but maybe it's something quite trivial, like a change of gauge on the railway line. <laughs> Maybe oh. they come together to fight electrification. <laughs> what if, like, if a Chuggington engine came to the island of Soda, would it just freak out everyone? Freaking out everyone. <laughs> what the heck is that? It's got legs. I, I can see these films coming out. It's got to be great. Have you got any uh, films to pitch yourself? Oh, there's so many to pick from. I mean, there's just we could combine everything together because i i mean there's some obvious ones lord of the rings and harry potter just works for me yeah the magic really works yeah it, it really works for me like lord of the rings is beforehand and we move into the harry potter era like magic is forgotten maybe for a bit and then it's just a hey, wait it really does exist i i could see that 
really the ring is definitely a horcrux i'm saying that now <laughs> I, I that oh wow you've just blown my mind i've blown that. your mind <laughs> i don't know i want to pitch some films like post-covid though i think films are really going to change post-covid a hundred percent we're going to see a hundred damn documentaries about this like just think about zombie films you're definitely going to have zombie films. That zombie films are going to be scary because you're like, be careful, it may become true. <laughs> it may become true. And you'll definitely have the deniers be a more plausible part of the zombie films. They always yeah. felt unrealistic to me. Yeah. Like, obviously there's a pandemic of zombies coming, but after seeing this pandemic, <laughs> deniers seem so plausible. <laughs> like, frighteningly Look, plausible. Look, I'll deny that we'll, we, we won't have zombies, but there'll be another kind of virus. I mean, tell you what, what wasn't a good thing during, um, like, like, the first like almost lockdown sort of period like don't watch i am legend let me tell you that right now that you will not want to leave the house for a good week well maybe that's good for melbourne <laughs> i think i think we'd have films like less focused on fighting zombies and a lot more focused on like watching netflix and like <laughs> avoiding family zoom chats <laughs> and like trying to find toilet paper in department stores Oh, I could. You know what I'm seeing? I'm seeing the Americans come out with a film like Mark Wahlberg versus the virus. Hundred percent, that's going to come oh, up with, a <laughs> with a shotgun. With a shotgun, trying to fight the virus, and it's like the whole film is just going <laughs> explosions everywhere. Explosions everywhere. Hundred percent. What's going to happen? I feel like it's going to be a lot of us versus, like you know, those people that fear that it came from this lab. You know, yeah. it's going to be a fear like, no, like science is going to get absolutely crapped on during this period. That's just going yeah. to be, which is sad. So many is, faux science films coming out. Oh, it's going to be so bad. I mean, we won't, but the thing is, we probably won't notice because we don't remember really what a good film was. We can relive the past, but we, not much has been made during this period. No, definitely not. So, I, I'm, I'm kind of interested slash kind of terrified what's going to happen to the arts during this period i mean we saw as we spoke about earlier comedies tried to reinvent itself during lockdown which failed miserably in our opinion so big blockbuster films filmed at home over zoom chat or in front of a bad green screen they're trying to edit all the actors to come together well i wonder how theater is actually getting through this period i mean i don't think it is oh Well, you, but you had an idea. You were talking about me one time, but why don't they just pretend that they're playing football? Yeah, yeah. Well, you see, all the um, football stadiums can open up, so why couldn't you just try and go, oh, this isn't actually a play of Romeo and Juliet. This is actually a football game, right? We've got the teams, we've got the Capulets and the Montagues lining up on each side. You could do it, especially if it's in a, if it's in a stadium. It's a stadium. I can't. I can't see why not. But I was more thinking you could see, like, like if you just did it in a normal theatre, I could see how, like, sports would come into it. I could see the director be going, don't dance, don't improvise, act, you know. Sort of like to these big footy players with a... <laughs> or that, or, you know, actor forgets the line, that's it, you're dropped, you're going down to... You're to on the bench. <laughs> No, no, no. They're going down to the twos, right? Oh, Which no. is children's television. <laughs> oh, that's awful. <laughs> They've got to fight their way back to save their career. 
Oh, it's a good laugh. It is time for another music break. You are listening to The Common Room on Unicast. Uni- Again, I have noticed on the run sheet you've adjusted it again. <laughs> that's at least it's fair two topics each. But why have you got Monopoly on here? Monopoly, right? It's the worst board game of all time. Oh come on. No. That's harsh. I can't agree with this, but go on, try. Try and amuse me. Well, Monopoly, right? It's based mostly on chance. And there's very little tactics behind it, right? Well, but the thing is, it was a game that was designed to show the dangers of having monopolies. Yes, exactly. It was a teaching tool to teach people how bad and unfun, like, big monopolies are. Yeah. So it's a game to teach people how fun things are. Yeah. You want to play a game that teaches people how unfun things are? You do realize... Like, there's literally no way to win from behind in Monopoly. It goes why do for we... ages, and no one <laughs> plays it properly anyway. Well, why do you have world championships? They are having the world championships on this. They, they are... have a lot of luck with their dice rolls. <laughs> I think Monopoly is one of those games where it is more collector's items, almost. That's interesting you say that, because do you know how many different types of Monopoly there are? I can guarantee that this list hasn't been updated. There are thousands. 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 Well, I'm I, interested to know what Monopoly board you played with. Well, I had the Classic. But uh, classic I, US or UK? Uh, UK, I believe. What's the difference between UK and US? Uh, the country it's set in. What, is that it? So, so, so just in, the, the properties do change names. Yeah, I guess. they do change names. Yeah, I so think you got like New York titles in the US ones, and oh, you got yeah. um yeah. Well, I definitely had London UK. ones in the UK. I definitely had UK. You? Yeah, I had the UK. I had a really old one. It was in pounds. Did in you, pa- you wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, I. Yeah. Yeah. You go. You go. Sorry. No, the money was like so old. It was so brittle as well. You had to be really <laughs> careful with it. What um piece were you? What piece? I was always the battle. I liked the battleship because my dad was always the car. Dad would 100% bang, be the car straight, straight away. So I'd either be the battleship or I'd be the cannon. That's really interesting because battleship, race car and top hat are the only three that have been through all however many years, right back to the 1920s, I think it goes back to. For a person who hates Monopoly, he knows a lot of information, doesn't he, listeners? I know a lot about Monopoly because I hate it so <laughs> much. I think it's ironic that a game about anti-Monopoly like, has got cashed in on so many franchises, right? You have the Australian Monopoly. People yes. know about that one, of course. You've if got you're the Adelaide classic- Monopoly. Yeah, that's the classic one where Adelaide and <laughs> Rosser Valley were the top two, of course, because if people don't know, uh, Adelaide South Australians hacked the website to make sure that <laughs> Rosser <laughs> and Adelaide were the top two Mayfair and Park Lane. 
That, that can't be true. That is 100% true, and they've had to revise it in later editions. Yeah, I've seen it. I was going to say, I've seen editions where we're not the top ones. No, the, later edition, the first ones that came out, which were Australian, they voted <laughs> on who should go where on the board, and we got Park Lane and Mayfit, which ironically I don't think are the best ones. I actually prefer the Strand Red ones. Oh, Strand Red ones. I actually prefer the green ones. Oh, the they, green ones. They're Interesting. just like Oxford and all that, because it is oh, harsh. Fancy Oxford boy. It is harsh. How many? Okay, question for you. How many Monopoly boards do you have at home? I have zero because I do not <laughs> like Monopoly. <laughs> not even one. I know. Most people at least have one kicking around somewhere. I don't have a single Monopoly set. I think we have about 12, I generally think. Wow. But 12. it's nothing compared to my friend, which I think has at least 40. 40? That's <laughs> insane that they can even make that many. But I tell you what, there are thousands, right? Thousands. <laughs> All right, Monopoly World. Where do you reckon Sydney locates on the board? So there's Monopoly, what? So I'm this guessing is the this world is a board. Edition. This is all the capital cities from around the world. Where do you reckon a Sydney? Kent Town. <laughs> oh, you're not putting us in the brown, are you? No, we're actually quite classy. And it's interesting they've gone with Sydney rather than the capital Canberra. Well, they have no idea what Canberra is. Or Melbourne, I was which thinking is the Kent Town. city. Well, I no. was thinking Kent Town because... Australia, we're well known, but we're not one of the big boys. No, we are the, where the Strand would be, just after free parking. That's, that's pretty good. That's actually that's not bad. Question. Especially when you consider like Tokyo's like light blue. <laughs> what, really? Yeah, I would have put that quite <laughs> high. They're quite a fun modern city. Do you play with free parking on and off? So when you land ooh, on free parking, ooh, do no, you get money on No, off? that is the best way... To make the game just go longer and longer. Are we, are we played. We You've only got to have auctioning as well. You 100% oh, need auctioning. Okay, Otherwise, none of the properties get bought. Okay, I can tell you right now, we only recently started playing with free parking off. We always yeah. used to get money from tax and everything. We've never done the auction because who the heck can be buggered doing no, that? If you don't do the auction, properties will just sit there and never get sold. Yeah, especially if It's when a game that... about trying to make the best deal. If you take the element that helps you get the best deal, what's the point of playing? You know the tactics and everything. Do you secretly love this game? I have very strong opinions against this game. <laughs> All right, I'll have... tell you how to play and do it properly, and then I'll like this game. Yeah, people don't play properly. That's one of my major issues with this game. Like, oh, yeah, we'll just, um, why don't we just start with double the money? And, or when you go to jail, that's technically going past go. I'm like, shush. That is not how you play this game. I've got an interesting question for you right now. Hit me. So, South Australian edition. Have you got this one? No, I haven't got this one. What, what do you reckon is like your big fancy uh, Mayfair Park Lane? I think it's Adelaide Oval. Oh, 100% on the money and Rundle Mall. Rundle Mall? Yeah, they're your two. I don't know how they Surely they would have put Rundle Mall as Paul Mall. You'd think they've missed a real trick there. Yeah. They've put the entertainment centre there. What do you reckon's Old Kent Road in Adelaide? <laughs> don't say Elizabeth Shopping Centre. <laughs> no longer Shopping Centre. <laughs> no, it's WOMAD. I don't understand. They are not poor people going to WOMAD. Have you seen the price of tickets? They're five hundred dollars. <laughs> that's brilliant. That's that's literally just insult everyone that goes to WOMAD. <laughs> I think you'll find this quite insulting. This next one, as an AFL fan, what do you reckon? Uh, where do you think your team stands on the AFL? Oh, being 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 poor, I I dare say it would be the other property. 
you think you're brown. <laughs> Actually, they've been really nice and just put like the associations as the Browns, like the AFL association and the team players. Yeah. And they've put the grand final and finals as the dark blue. That's not too bad. That's but pretty good. Port Power is Vine Street, which is just before free parking. Oh, okay. It's the, it's the orange. It's actually the one you want for tactics. And um, you're gonna <laughs> Again, be on... this is a man who hates the game. I bro. hate the game. I hate the game. <laughs> I hate the game, but I will train you until you are at the World Championships this year. And unfortunately, your, your rival, uh, Adelaide Crows, they're the strand. Yeah, of course they are. They're, uh, they're doing a bit better uh, than you. Th- wow, that really surprises me. This is something you Sorry, might Adelaide not be fans, aware I'm, of, I'm but... Bunnings Warehouse has their bone <laughs> monopoly. There's one South Australian... Please tell me free parking is snag. It's got to be a... <laughs> no, they've missed a real trick there, but... Why do so many people designing monopoly boards are miss tricks like this? They've just literally put all the different locations that you can find monopoly in Australia. And the only South Australian one is Parafield. Wait, oh they actually, so I they actually a... have the stores. They have the stores, not like... <laughs> Anything interesting what? like that? I want the Parafield Monopoly set. That's what I want. <laughs> and of course... <laughs> What's community tax? You just go to the cashier. <laughs> oh, pretty much. I'd say that. All right, I'm going to go through a few more that might surprise chest, you sorry. quickly. This is the Jim's group. So you get Jim's mowing and you got Jim's... <laughs> they put out their own Monopoly set. You got Pokemon. Well, Jim is a man that can do it. Or Pokemon. I mean, that... you got Pokemon, yeah. and it's first gen as well. So you know, there's room for expansions. I'm sure there's Pirateopoly, where you play as a pirate. There's the Game of Thrones. There's Nintendo's. There's Star we Wars. The Game, Game there's Thrones. Lord of the Rings. Star there's Wars, Friends. Yeah. Oh yeah, the yeah. TV show Friends. I've seen. I've where seen you that. buy the episode. <laughs> well, you buy the episode. You buy the episode. You... Surely you would buy the apartment. The, the, I would have cap- thought so. This is gonna blow your mind. Monopoly socialism. What? That's right, Monopoly Socialism. <laughs> Good to see they're opening their market to a wider audience. I think that just goes so against what Monopoly's about. I'm offended for Monopoly, which I hate. Uh, you got Sexopoly, we won't say too much oh, about no. there. <laughs> and we've got, this is actually the most insulting to me, Millennialopoly. There is an addition of Monopoly... Four millennials who will never own a house. <laughs> to me, that to me that just sounds like the one with the credit card. I, can I just say, I am heavily against the credit card monopoly out there. That's just laziness. I mean, if you can't count your own money, what's the point of playing the game? That's like the only skill you learn from it is counting money. All right. It's important to remember if you are a monopoly official, this is all just our opinion. That's all it is. Hopefully yeah. we actually made more of a promotion. Yeah. Uh, you are listening to The Common Room on Unicorn. We'll be back. Hey, good show today, Ash. Yeah, I, I enjoyed myself enormously. Do <laughs> you feel like you got something off your chest? Yeah, I, I got something off my chest. I'm feeling really relaxed now. All right. Well, I want to conclude the show with a shout-out to the Pittsburgh Pirates baseball team. There has to be a serious congratulations to this team. For people that don't know, the Major League Baseball in America obviously can't have fans at the moment due to coronavirus. So what actually happened to this lucky, I guess I'd say it's a member or or a fan. Anyway, basically the ball 
from the Pirates' home game, was hit into the stands, from, so it was a foul ball. And what actually happened is that the ball was collected by someone and the ball was then sent out to the person that sits in that seat and said, we can't be with you. you. You can't be with us at the moment, but we collected this ball as a bit of a memento for you to remember the 2020 season. So I think a big congratulation is in order for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I think that's amazing. That's great. They actually mailed it out to them. Yeah, they actually mailed it out to them. So they got the ball in that beautiful letter. I can't think of anything better. That's great. I'd like to get... um like a bucket of water from the the Olympics because of the, the splash zone. <laughs> well, if the Olympics goes ahead with no audience, and you were meant to be at the diving, so we have saved this pool of water that has had yeah, bodies it in it me. that you do not know. <laughs> I mean, it's, if it's the Rio one, it'll be green by the time it gets to us. Oh, it's green when they sent it out. I don't even know if those stadiums even there anymore. Anyway, that was the common room. Thank you very much, Ashley. And thank you very much for listening, audience. Well, remember, you can email us at commonroomunicast at gmail.com. Yep, you can see us every... Well, not see us, listen to us every Wednesday from 3pm on Unicast. Have a great day, Ash. You too. Bye. Bye. That was The Common Room with Brayden Green and Ashley McFadden. Email us at commonroomunicast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next Wednesday, 3 p.m. on Unicast.